Welcome to Real Life Church and At The Movies. We are so glad you have joined us online today. The good news is that you are here and God is gonna show up and change your life. The bad news is that due to copyright, we cannot show you the full presentation of At The Movies. Copyright won't allow us to show the movie scenes over broadcast, but God, but God will speak to you as we show you the spiritual truths we have pulled out of each of our movies. If you would like to get the full context of this message, I would encourage you to go back and watch the full movie. As always, you are welcome to join us in person throughout our At The Movie series, which runs through August 1st. So sit back, relax, grab a soda. I hope you enjoy this abridged version of At The Movies. So glad to miss you guys. This is an old school movie, so I'm glad there's actually people in the theater today. But welcome back to At The Movies here at Real Life Church. And thanks for being here today. Huge welcome for our fifth and final week here at The Movies. Man, if you're new with us, you picked the perfect week to join us. Man, today we're going old school. Come on, we're going back pre-Y2K. We survived, come on, we survived. You guys are awful quiet back there. <laughs> back in 1999, we pulled a spiritual truth from my personal all-time favorite movies. I'm praying for God to speak big dreams into your life. I mean, this is a true story of daring to dream. I mean, daring to leave the comfort and shoot for the stars. In the 1950s, Homer Hickam is a kid and his feet are firmly planned on earth. He only had one future in sight, to work in a local coal mine just like his father. However, in October 1957, everything changed and his first artificial satellite, Sputnik, went into orbit. Man, let God speak a dream into your hearts today, and we see Homer dream an impossible dream in the face of constant voices of defeat, discouragement, and failure. Today we dream again, we don't quit, and when God places a dream in our hearts, we get up again and again and shoot for the stars. This is October Sky. There are always two births to a dream. I mean, that was the first birth. In the seed of the dream in your heart, in your soul, the one you can't get out of your mind. I mean, for Homer, that dream is to send a rocket to space. Man, then there's a second birth, the planting of a seed in reality. Man, when you go public with your dream, when you start to share it and start to align your life and follow your dream. Man, there's moments when you step out in faith. Man, it's sad but true but this is where most dreams die. This is where most God-sized dreams die, in the safety of our minds. I mean, how many of us felt the call of God in our hearts, but the seed never left our hands to get planted into the soil? You know, mostly for fear of the unknown, fear of not knowing enough, fear of failure, I mean, fear of disappointing others, the fear of logistics, and the fear of not having enough resources. I mean, the fear of looking foolish or the fear of standing alone, the dream never leaves our hearts. The you know, Bible says in John 12, 24, it says this, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. In other words, there is a high price to pay to give birth to your dreams. There is a real cost. And for our salvation, Jesus was our seed. 
He died so we could have life. I love what the Bible says in Isaiah 53. It says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities and the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Come on, we all like sheep have gone astray and each of us have turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Man, can I encourage you today, the dream that God has planted in your heart is worth fighting for. It's worth planting in the ground. It's worth sharing. It's worth fighting for. It's worth risking embarrassment, misunderstanding. It's worth standing alone. It's worth getting uncomfortable. Why? Because it came with the most high price, the price of Jesus. It's a worthy calling. It's worth living for. It's worth facing your fears. It's worth sharing. It's worth planting. I love what the Bible says in Mark 8, 36. It says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Man, there's a God-sized dream in your heart today. Today, you're called to take it out of your hand and plant it in the ground. This is your calling today. And much like Homer Hickam, you need more faith and more resources and more help beyond yourself to start your journey. And as God always does, He brings Him the right people, the right plans along the way, but not without stepping out on faith. We've all been in the wreckage of a shattered dream. Man, we're vulnerable, we're shattered. Man, someone shot us down. Man, Homer's dad literally threw away his dream. Man, Homer's dad was critical. He was harsh. He was disappointed and frustrated. I mean, he didn't even see the value in what Homer's dream and what he was doing. Man, every season, you'll be tested to play it safe by pleasing people or live by faith or pleasing God. Man, do I hold on to my dream or do I plant my dream today? You know, I was 18 years old, I had a dream. I made a call on my life to serve God. And as leaders in the church, I can still remember the disappointment, the words spoken, the lack of enthusiasm from so many voices as I changed my career path and college choice to follow my dreams. Can I just say today, we need more faith-filled dreamers in the church. We need to plant our dreams. We need to make God-sized risks. Can I just say, don't play it safe? No one ever changed the world by playing it safe. The kingdom of God isn't built on settlers, but on pioneers. Come on, somebody. The kingdom of God is not built on settlers, but you as Christians, as pioneers, those willing to launch a dream, to step out on faith. It's built on average, everyday people, just like you and me, willing to say yes to God. It's built on people like Noah. He'll build an ark even though he had never rained before. And it's raining right now, I'm telling you. Man, it was built on those like Abraham who left their country without knowing where God would call them or send them to. It was built on Daniel who decided to illegally pray and to throw himself into a lion's den because he prayed to God and God shut the mouths of lions. The kingdom of God is built on a teenage boy with a sling and a stone 
who would say to Goliath, you come with a sword and a spear, and I come in the name and the power of the living God. I'm telling today, we're not called to play it safe. I mean, your faith will often be mistaken as foolishness to your parents, to your friends, to your teachers, and those closest to you. You must decide, like Homer, am I willing to follow God's dream or I settle for someone else's dream for my life? I mean, it isn't comfortable to follow Jesus. It's not always comfortable to follow your dream, but we as Christians aren't called to comfort. We're called to accomplish God-sized goals and dreams. We're called to move the mission forward. We're called to see beyond the horizon, to shoot for the stars, to dream big for God. We're called to be trailblazers for Jesus. And those of us who are willing to follow our dreams, we always go first. And can I tell you today, when you go first, you might take some arrows in the back. I love how Isaiah said it about following our dreams in Isaiah 6. He says, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. He said, go and tell my people. Can I tell you today, Homer, man, he was a trailblazer. He was willing to go forward with a mission. And I'll tell you what, he took some arrows in the back. And today you are called to follow your dream, to launch a God-sized dream in your life. You know, Homer had to go eight miles away from Colwood to launch his rockets. And today, you're called to follow your dream. And I believe God is gonna bring, much like Homer, the right people who will believe in you to help you launch your dream today. Man, in so many ways, it's so much easier to bury a dream than to give birth to one. I mean, it's so much easier to quit than to get back up. I Man, Homer was at a breaking point. He was defeated, deflated, and distracted. Can I tell you today that every force in hell wants to stop you from following the dream that God has for your life? See, Satan wants to make you feel like the odds are stacked against you. But as Paul reminds us, Oh, they are not. Look what the Bible says in Philippians 3, 12. It says, not that I have already obtained all of this or have arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has took hold of me. See, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Man, forgetting what is behind, I'm straining toward what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Man, I love this. Paul said, there's just one thing I do. Man, Paul was singular-minded, had a singular focus. His life was summarized on the singular purpose, forgetting what is behind and pressing toward what is ahead. In other words, Paul was shooting for the stars. He was looking for his destiny. Oh, come on. In other words, there is a reason your rearview mirror is only this big. It's easy to get stuck in the past. It's so easy to let the words or even the words maybe of our own fathers stop us. You know, what a stupid idea. I can't believe you're following Jesus. Who'd ever go to church? You know, what a waste of time. Oh, it's just a phase. Oh, you'll never make it. You see, Satan loves to keep your eyes on the past and remembering our failures. Satan wants nothing more than to highlight your failures. 
He to I told you every force in hell wants to stop you from moving forward in your God-sized dream. See, the enemy's strategy is to keep you broken, to keep you afraid. Man, looking at everyone else and keep comparing your failures to other people's great success. Man, I've heard it said, if you want to take something great and kill it, just compare it. Just be multi-purposed. Just start looking around at everybody's stuff and success and their own dreams, and their own races, and compare yourself to them. See, today we're called to welcome failure. Your failures don't define you, they direct you. Your failures don't define you, they define you, they simply direct your life. So your failure is your greatest teacher. It's how you grow and how you learn. And for Homer, he found a thousand ways not to launch a rocket. And as leaders, we have to reinvent ourselves. In other words, what got you here will not get you there. What got you here in this season will not get you where God has called you to go. And so we must change. We must get uncomfortable for Jesus. Can I encourage you? Press ahead. Don't play it safe. Playing it safe never changed the world. Playing it safe never changed the world. Yes, you're going to fail, but get back up. Come on, church. Get back in the race. Man, we are not guaranteed tomorrow, just today. And so we press hard to where God has called us to do, what he's held on to us for. We must learn to stop comparing and live for an audience of one. And his name is Jesus. We must welcome failure as part of the growth process. And like Homer, we must reinvent ourselves. We must change. And that change almost always starts with a familiar voice. Homer has what many of you are going to have today, a rebirth of a dream. Man, something stirring right here in your heart that you've been putting off. Man, there's been some crashes, some voices that deflated you, but today you need to embrace this line. I love this. That's your dream, not mine. Come on, somebody. That is your dream, Dad but it's not my dream. Man, don't settle for a man-sized dream today when God is calling you to a God-sized calling. Man, don't exchange the voice of the Creator, of our God, of our Savior with any other voice found here on earth. I love what it says in Luke 5, 16. It says, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. In other words, your dreams are always fueled by prayer. Prayer is your rocket fuel for your dreams. Come on, somebody. If you're stuck today, just talk to Jesus. Let's get on your knees and begin to pray. There's a reason the Holy Spirit is called our guide and comforter. The Bible says it this way in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight. Man, whose dream are you living out today? Is it your dream? Is it, is it someone else's dream today? Or is it God's dream? You know, each of you are unique, uniquely formed by God, uniquely gifted by God, uniquely graced by God, uniquely called by God. And we have to be like Jesus and listen for our God-sized dream in prayer. Man, you're not called to run my race. I'm not called to run your race. But you're not also called to run your dad's race either. Either You're called to run your heavenly father's race. You're called to run God's race. It is your destiny. No one else's. It is your personal God-sized dream. Man, I wonder the difference 
your life would make today. I want the lives that would be touched by the church if we simply said yes to our God-sized dream today. I dare you to dream. I dare you to dream an impossible God-sized dream this morning. I dare you to shoot for the stars. Man, don't let anything or anyone stop you from having your head in the clouds. I mean, the truth is the world is full of people firmly planted on the ground when God is calling us to run with our dreams with passion. See, God doesn't need any more settlers. He's looking for pioneers, man, people who are no longer content with playing it safe. Matter of fact, the Bible says this, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 24, it says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. I mean, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. I mean, they do it to get a crown that will not last. They get it to get a temporary crown, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever, an eternal reward, an eternal return on investment, per se. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it a slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself may not be disqualified for the prize. Can I tell you today, you aren't running for a man-sized prize or dream. You are running to make an eternal difference in the lives of souls. I mean, there are people who need the gospel and so we run. In other words, take your dream and run to win the race. My love that Jesus, he ran to our world on a rescue mission. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, it says the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance to Jesus. See, Jesus is on a rescue mission for you. Jesus ran hard after people. Why? Because he knew what was at stake, the souls of men. Matter of fact, he was so focused on reaching you that he ran to the hill of Calvary. He was betrayed, falsely accused. He was falsely tried in the middle of the night. See, they sentenced Jesus to death by crucifixion. He was beaten, stripped, scourged, and hoisted onto a cross for you. And on that cross, he exchanged all of our wrongs, all of our sins, all the things we did against God, and exchanged it for all of his goodness, all his righteousness, and all his mercy. And with Jesus' final breath, he said, it is finished. Our sins were paid in full by the blood of Jesus. And then Jesus ran through the gates of hell and stole the keys of death, hell, and the grave for us. And on the third day, he rose victorious with our freedom in hand. See, Jesus ran with a mission and we recognize what's at stake. It changes everything in our lives. 
Man, you are called to be a part of this rescue mission of souls. Your dream should always include pointing people far from God to Jesus. Man, some of you need a rebirth of that God-sized dream this morning. Man, from years ago, maybe from a church camp or an injustice you experienced. Today, what legacy would you begin to write by dusting off your dream? We have given up on so many dreams in the past, but today you're gonna step in to your dream. Man, who would be impacted by rising above the voices that have held us back? Man, how would you run the race if you were single-minded and you kept your eyes focused on your lane and didn't compare your race to someone else's race? What if failure didn't define you, but simply directed you this morning? Man, what if you're a man or woman, I love this, marked by the rocket fuel of prayer? What might just change, maybe not just a city or a state, but potentially the world? Man, it's been said, if you aim for the stars, maybe you'll land on the moon. Man, today I'm asking you to take a step to launch your God-sized dream this morning. Father, we come before you. God, help us to dream big dreams. I want to pray for somebody this morning that has a dream stirring in their heart. What is that? That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. God is calling you to do something that you can't attain on your own. It is faith-filled. It is large. It goes countercultural against the grain. It is uncomfortable. And that voice and that calling that's drawing you this morning is the Spirit speaking to you. Maybe there's a moment in your past where you felt God push you and you just held on to the stuff around you in the world and the voices of your past. But today you're saying, you know what? I'm following my God-sized dream. Today I'm launching into my dream. Today I am getting alone with God. I am praying. Man, I am doing a vision moment for my life and I'm saying, God, what dream do you have for me? If that's you this morning and you're willing to say, God, use my life. God, I surrender to you. God, give me a dream that's so much bigger than myself. God, I wanna rescue the souls of men. God, use me to make a difference. If that's you this morning, I wanna pray for you in this moment. God, thank you so much for every person that you've called to be a part of your mission. God, your Bible says, how should they know unless somebody tells them? And God, you've given us the mission of reconciliation. God, to be ambassadors for Christ, to be salt and light in this world. And so I pray as Christians, God, we'd stand up. God, we would be uncomfortable. God, we go against the culture, against the grain. God, that we'd singular follow the voice of you. God, help us to get alone in the wilderness, step out of the crowd, step out of our friends, step out of our comfort zone, and listen solely to your call in our life. God, I pray you call some of us as missionaries, that we'd step out of the United States, out of our culture, and reach people that are far from God, far from here. God, I pray you call us as business leaders to invest in the kingdom. God, I pray you call us as dads and moms to invest in our children. God, call us to a God-sized dream that only you can do and allow us to be bold with our dream, that we'd share it. God, that we'd plant it in the ground. We wouldn't be comfortable. We wouldn't take it easy. We wouldn't settle. God, for a man-sized dream, God, we want to follow you. God, our life is so short. It's a vapor. God, we're not promised tomorrow. And so we are singular focused on what you've called us to do. God, we're running this race to win today. I want to pray for one more group of people, and that's you in the room that say, you know what? I need Jesus. I recognize today what God did. He ran towards me on that cross. 
Bible says he will that none should perish, but all come to repentance. That's a day that you would turn to Jesus. Today that you recognize that you're a sinner in need of a savior. You recognize that Jesus came for you. He paid for all of your wrongs, past, present, and future. There's nothing you can do that's gonna stop God from loving you. And so Jesus, it says in John John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus. You know, it's the love of God that held Jesus on the cross that Jesus was thinking of you on that cross. See, God's dream was to have a people, a mankind that would love him and follow him and worship him. And he proved his love on the cross and made a way that Jesus called the way to heaven. And today you can have new life in Jesus. You can turn from your sin to Jesus because Jesus paid it all on the cross for you. You can be made forgiven and made new and you can be changed forever through Jesus. And today some of you say, I need Jesus. Some of you are saying, I need Jesus. I recognize that the dream I've been following is, is, is my dream. Or I don't even have a dream. I'm looking for purpose and meaning today. It all makes sense that the gospel is the good news that Jesus loved me and paid for my sins and set me free. And he has the keys of my freedom. And today I need the keys. I need Jesus. And so if that's you and you say yes to Jesus, yes, forgiveness. I want to invite you to pray this prayer and ask God to save you from your sin and to rescue you today and then become part of the mission of the God-sized dream to reach the world. If you can, if that's you, just pray with me. Say, Father God, thanks so much for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me. God, you have rescued me. God, you lived on mission for me. God, it was my sin that held you to the cross, but you are stronger than my sin. You set me free. And now you say that my sin is as far as the east is from the west. God, I am yours. God, I surrender to you. God, I'm taking my first step. I'm launching on my mission as a Christian today as I follow you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, come on, let's give it up for a God-sized dream. Let's give it for those who came to Jesus. Let them know you love them. Come on, real life. Give it up. Come on, make it big for Jesus. Come on.